You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Stag Sports Network Season Outlook Podcast as we get closer and closer to the start of the 2021 athletics season. I'm happy to be joined now by the head coach of Fairfield Men's Soccer. That is Carl Reese. It's great to talk to you and appreciate the time that you're giving us today. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to chat with you guys. Yeah, so it has been quite a long time since we've seen Fairfield men's soccer. In fact, I think the last time that your group played was right at the end of the month of October 2019. So it it would be tough to kind of calculate what the last 14, 15 months have looked like. But for the last few weeks, we're recording at the end of February. So the group has been together for a little while now. What has preseason been like for you all? It's been a lot of fun. I think it's, uh, you know, we've in general, we've got this try and encourage us all as a collective to look on what we have rather than what, what we don't have, you know, at this, at this current time and job one for as a coaching staff, you know, obviously myself is the duty of care that we have towards the health and safety of our student athletes. So that's, that's been the, um, the MO and the ability to adapt. Um, we're going to need that ability to adapt on the field, off the field as we move through the season Preseason wise, um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I like the, we start off in, in two small groups. So it lends itself to more interaction one-on-one with players. Maybe there's a little bit more pressure. So guys are, are under the spotlight a little bit more. Um, we've worked in positional small groups, this kind of stuff. A lot of fun. It's great, you know, it's great to get everybody back, you know, just to see these guys. That's, that's the big boost for, I think, as all well, is the camaraderie and, uh, and seeing smiling faces and getting to kick each other again, you know? <laughs> Definitely. You and I were talking a little bit before, and I actually heard this from a number of different coaches, that they they almost appreciate the chance to have the that small group atmosphere. You almost get to learn a little bit more, not only about the player, but almost the person, kind of what their mantra is on and off the field, the little small characteristics that you might not see so much in matches or just in the big groups. So for you personally, what has that experience been like? Maybe getting to really know every one of your players, maybe even so much so that you didn't think that you're going to have in a normal setting. It's been, it's been really beneficial. And, uh, you know, we compared, you know, we didn't bring a large group of players in. I'm sure we'll touch on that uh, later, um, I prefer a smaller group, quite frankly, and um, it's been neat. We, you know, we can have conversations, you know, again, harping on what we have, what we don't have. I ask the guys just randomly, you know, what, what are you grateful for? You know what I mean? So you find out a little bit, whether it's family, whether it's the opportunity to play uh, soccer or whether it's, you know, how beautiful Fairfield County is in the snow. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever it is, we find, you know, we find there's more of a dialogue going on there, you know. Absolutely. Well, I bet for you personally, it'd be nice to see the snow start to melt off the field so you can actually get back on the grass. I'm presuming right now you guys are on the turf more exclusively at the moment. Yeah, that's correct. It, I know it doesn't phase me. You know, I, the the job that the grounds crew are doing is just been like mind blowing. You know, they're up at 1 a.m. to do three fields, you know. Uh, so I'm not grumbling at all. The fact that we've got such great facilities here, Two options. If the grass happens, great. If it doesn't, once again, we roll with it and make the most out of, you know, this beautiful stadium that is Rafferty, you know? Definitely. Two things that I'm kind of curious on, especially because soccer at the collegiate level is a kind of starts in the summer. You're really practicing in 80, 90 degrees. And then 
ending in the cold. Now it's really the reverse. You're starting in very cold temperatures. Group hasn't played competitively in a long time. So how has that changed you, uh, your plans and your backroom staff's plans in getting this group ready for a competitive season? Well, the first thing it does, it changes the outfits you wear. Because like you said, it's usually sunscreen and, you know, T-shirts and shorts. And we're all bundled up, you know what I mean? So uh, uh, it's, a, it's a completely, you know, I've been here 23 years. So this is the first time it's, it's, it's a real kind of dramatic sh- change of pace. Uh, it's neat. You know, it, it gives us the opportunity to try and win two championships in a year. You know, that's, you know, so again, we try and spin it in a positive manner. We have to manage the, 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 the you know, the, the physical side of things, you know, so we're easing into stuff. We've recently gone to larger groups. Um, so, the, you know, the pitch is now 120.75 as opposed to 40 by 60 or whatever. So we've got to manage that space a little bit, understand that players are going to get fatigued when we get into bigger spaces. Um, also understand that the expectation level in terms of their, like, technique is going to, you know, we've got to drop that expectation level. They haven't played for a long time. So fitness, lower uh, technique, um, uh, expertise, if you will, um, you know, we're managing it, but the attitude, which we can manage has been phenomenal. You know, really, really been impressed. Even after the last season finished as long as ago as it was, we continue to train and we gain momentum there. And thankfully we we've still got that momentum. Outstanding. And kind of the second part of that as well, because of the fact that we missed a full spring season for those who don't really know what the fall the fall sports have in the spring season, it's a great opportunity to work on a lot of things, keep the fitness levels up and play some matches where maybe you might try out a few things here and there. So now where you didn't have that last year with your returning group, now bringing in a new group, fitness levels still getting worked on. How much are you almost, are you actually approaching this season similar to a spring season, knowing that there is also a cherry on top, which would be a chance to go to the NCAA tournament at the end, or is this going to be status normal, just playing this as if it's a competitive season? Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, our, our, our whole focus is right now is Canisius. You know, this we're in preseason. It's not August 15th. You know, it is in the middle of February. Um, but yeah, we, we are, we've got to focus on the Canisius game. We understand the schedule is going to be different. We're going to have to adapt along the way. That's all part of it. I think as, as long as the coaching staff, we don't make a big deal out of it, the players won't feel any kind of added anxiety. We've just got to roll with it. But we're, we're up for it. We're really up for it. Believe me. Absolutely. Now, we're talking about the Canisius match. We'll look kind of more at the format of this season's schedule because it is different uh, than other seasons, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. They're going to be operating teams playing a conference-only schedule. It's not going to be a traditional round-robin, half home, half away. You're going to be playing X amount of matches, so some teams six, some teams seven, if things hold. But also, it's an expanded conference tournament where, as opposed to six get in, it's eight, three matches to win a championship. So there's changes. There's different things that are going, and you and I are discussing there could be a lot of matches played in very short order. So it's difficult to obviously talk about what's coming ahead. You focus on just one match at the beginning, but what are sort of the long-term plans, making sure that you keep everybody healthy and also just progressing the way that you want them to be? Mm -hmm. I think it's coping with the unpredictability of it. You know, it's really difficult to predict who's going to 
land where based on some programs had a lot of guys opt out you know what i mean stuff like this guys coming back graduate students you know there's a lot of new kind of nuances involved here um the game the game will remain the same though you know what i mean our structure and training remains the same the points of emphasis um, the off-season gives me an opportunity to learn more about the game on, on, on the larger scale so we can introduce new concepts, what's working. And, you know, I think if there is a similarity to the spring season, it's, we do a lot more functional training in the small groups, you know, so it's position-specific training. So that's been, that's been productive for us. We can work with the forwards on finishing or overlapping or combining or whatever it may be with the defenders and, um, like I said, like what I prefer to call functional training. Um, and we've got competition for places. You know, we, we really do. It's, um, it's not straightforward. We just played our first, you know, 11 v 11 today. And um, on paper, the team that you would expect to win the game was beaten one nothing. So, you know, it's brought back to the drawing board with that. But it's, it's very, it's just so early on. And typically these first games are... You know, everybody comes in gangbusters. The quality isn't generally high. The enthusiasm's high. And then the fitness wanes, so the quality drops off towards the end. But it was a competitive game. Yeah, let's talk about this group a little bit because you do have a pretty large returning group coming back, including a number of you know, that leadership group, if you will. What have has the mood been like? You talked about the enthusiasm of a recent inter-squad game. What have the returners brought back to the table? Has there been anyone even that stood out a little bit in the early stages, that it, whether it's improving skill or just they've come in with that attitude that's almost carried forward with the rest of the group? The, the, the primary thing they return with is uh, is a MAC championship and a regular season championship and national tournament experience. So that's what they bring to the table, you know, outside. It, the collective mentality is going to dictate our success. That That's job one. Um, the fitness and the tactics and the technique side of things, we can work on that. But if the mentality is not right, it's not, we're not going anywhere. So that's the primary thing that those guys bring back in terms of leadership, leading by example, um, this kind of stuff. Uh, even, even the off the field zooms that we've done in the past, we had a zoom last night with Matt Turner, who's, you know, national team goalkeeper, alumni of ours playing for the new England revolution. He's done six seasons now, I think in the MLS. So we had a good meeting last night at 7 PM where they were asking him about his diet, his pregame preparation. That's the difference between amateur and pro and all this kind of stuff. So we're coming in with some experience with championships under our belt and that added to the incoming class, um, which I mentioned to you off camera. There was uh, has been really, uh, it's been they've been really impressive. Quite honestly, they really have. Plus, we got a new locker room, which uh, yeah. you know is also impressive. <laughs> I was they about to say they finally get to come in here. You know, in I was small about groups. To yeah, it's um, it's one of those interesting. We for those who haven't seen, make sure to head on over to Fairfield Athletic Socials. It was back. I believe end of January, a video that was posted what looks of this absolutely fantastic facility, your new locker room. I mean, for you, obviously it's a recruiting tool as well, but it just shows great support. The fact that you've had alums able to you know donate money to make sure that this happens and for your players now, I mean, it's just a place, the locker room is so important, unity, obviously meetings happen there as well, but it's just the chance that the players go in and be like, wow, this is what we get to look forward to every day. Yeah, I mean, this is the, uh, 
the heartbeat of the program, really. It all, you know, it happens here. This is where friendships are made, championships are won, the ups and downs, the learning. Um, Rob McMahon in particular has been, you know, absolutely phenomenal in terms of his support and, and the McMahons, Carlos Cardoso and, and the other friends group. And we wanted to put together a, a you know, when, when, they, when, they, when I was asked about what, what the vision was, what my vision was for the locker room, this is what it was. So, you know, with, with Zach and, and the support of the athletic staff, it's a soccer-specific, state-of-the-art locker room, which is, uh, I know, it's a podcast, which is, I'm sitting, we're spending more time in here. I love it in here. You know, the lighting, the, it's, it's really modern. It's just, it's, I, I, you know, couldn't be more grateful. So, the, and the, the guys are loving it. Yeah, like I said, you almost set the mood lighting a little bit too perfect for a podcast, but hopefully we'll get some sort of video out there to show what we're looking at here. But um, it, it's amazing. And like I said, just having these facilities to look forward to, the, the locker room, the strength and conditioning area that's been improved over the last couple of years, the medical facilities. Obviously, if Lessingfield isn't available, you get a brilliant stadium to practice on. I mean, if there is a no better time right now to be a part of Fairfield soccer. This has to be it. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, the, the support staff, the, you know, the, what, what they've gone through, like, you know, the, the hours of strength and conditioners put in the athletic training room, um, the athletic director, quite frankly, you know, his leadership president, all, all the associates ADs up there going above and beyond to give it as, you know, the best student athlete experience as possible. I mean, you don't walk out of this locker room here and, you know, 25 feet away is, is, a, is, is the stadium to train on. You know, it just doesn't happen in college. I don't care where you are, you know, rarely happens. Um, so we feel privileged. Um, it is an indication of where the programs come. We've done, I think it's 11 finals in 24 years now. Um, so there's a standard there and I'm sure the alumni are proud. We can't wait to welcome those alums back so we can show, show this, them in, in person you know without a doubt and um again we kind of touch on it where fairfield men's soccer is how the schedule is going to go make sure to head over to fairfieldstags.com to see when the team's going to be kicking off this season before we go you touched on matt turner we can't have some sort of media without talking about i mean for those who haven't who don't know have been living under a rock matt turner made his senior national team debut for the united states uh with a clean sheet over trinidad and tobago including a stop from a penalty save which was a he didn't have too much that game but at least he had his moment for you as a coach it's not often i don't care what program it is to have players go on and succeed at the professional level but then to throw on their national team jersey play in front of what was a great atmosphere that night and the fact that you get to say, hey, I've got a kid, well, a, an athlete at this point, playing for his national team in a full senior game, there's not much more that you can say. That, that just has to bring so much pride out. It's, it's, it's goosebumps. It really is uh, to watch him. And his, you know, the story, you know, briefly, the story, he came in at a local goalkeeper, um, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the walk on. Once guys are here, everybody's got a chance. Um, but didn't start his freshman year, got a chance his sophomore year, had a major uh, gaffe at a game against Iona, went to the ESPN not top 10 list for almost a year, right? You know, came in from a walk-on, came back, fought through adversity, maintained a 4.0, did sack stuff, did a lot of community service locally, battled his way back into the team, and then 
you know, one season we had the, the lowest, statistically the least goals against in Division One soccer. And he was he was between the sticks there in that. Obviously, it's a collective work, but, you know, and then on and on and on. Six years as a pro national team. For a local kid to come in as a non-starter and end up playing for his national team, you, you, you know, what, what else is it? 4.0. I mean, it's crazy, this guy. Unbelievable. So proud of him. So proud of him. He's basically yeah. the model that you'd ever want to have. And uh, talking about his story, he he started at, at Richmond Kickers, which is one of the great names in lower division men's yeah. professional soccer here. But with the amount of professional clubs that are growing here in the U.S. outside of MLS, you've got the USL Championship, League One, the summer leagues that are coming in. If there's ever a time, talk about how great it is time right now for Fairfield soccer, but if there's ever a time for a Fairfield player to then go on and play professionally after their four years here, you just have to look at Matt's story and say, well, if he did it, I can do it as well. Yeah, definitely. And that, that's, you know, that's part, that was part of his message to the guys last night on the zoom. Um, with, with the stuff that we've discussed with the environment that you're going to be performing in training in every day, the support mechanisms that we have here in place um, hopefully if the coach doesn't get it wrong, we're going to win a few championships along the way. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's tremendous. And they, I, we've had players in the past come through the program that had the opportunity to go pro, but they also, you know, at that time when they graduate, maybe the, the financial rewards, rewards weren't as great. Um, and also they're coming out with a, with a big time degree so they can go down on Wall Street and earn three times the money or whatever it would be for a first year MLS player. So um, believe me, there's guys in this in this locker room right now that that, that, that is their goal, you know, that, that, and to have kind of somebody as a lighthouse ahead of them showing the way, then that, that's, you know, it's everybody benefits. Definitely. That's going to do it for this one, Carl. Genuinely appreciate the time and looking forward to seeing your group out there in a few weeks. Thanks very much, JJ. Absolutely. That's going to do it for this episode of the Stag Sports Network Season Outlook Podcast. Make sure to stay with us on all of our social media handles as we get closer to the start of the 2021 season. That's going to do it for us. Talk to you all real soon. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.